Do you have a concealed carry permit for your gun? Are you a jackass? Do you show your concealed gun to everyone? Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. And so the Supreme Court did that gun ruling, I don't know, the day before the Roe versus Wade ruling, saying that New York City and maybe the whole state, um, they can't make it so difficult to get a concealed carry license and, uh, you know, carry a pistol around with your around with you concealed and i was listening to a podcast i think it's called the right show but i think they're changing the name to the non-zero podcast or something but robert wright i absolutely love this guy and like you know what i say about him is that he is he's never ever wrong but he was talking about this gun law and he was wrong when he was talking about that because he said that the law meant you could do concealed carry and you could do open carry which means you know like putting your gun in a holster where everyone can see it or whatever, just carrying around a rifle, whatever you want to do, open carry. It's openly uh, visible. And so I looked up some open carry, concealed carry stuff. Um, like open carry, it's very, it's, it's legal almost, I don't know, almost every state. Like concealed carry, it only, they only, it wasn't illegal, but like New York, New York, there's only like seven states they were like New York, so I mean, whatever. Open carry and concealed carry are generally legal all across America. And I think open carry, I don't know, I'm going to speak about Oregon, but I think this is in general how it goes. Um, like open carry, you don't need a license. In Oregon, open carry, you can just, whatever. You can carry around a gun as long as it's visible. That's totally legal. You don't have to do anything special to make that happen. I mean... I just it just dawned on me. I mean, think about hunting, right? With hunting, you're carrying around a rifle. It's obviously visible. So maybe that's maybe the maybe the reason why open carry is so important is you need it for hunting. But then you can carry it. You know, you can when you're done with your hunting trip and you going back to your cabin, well, you can carry it that time too. I mean, I don't know. But then concealed carry, you got a gun that's small enough that you can hide and. That pretty much means you're only having that gun to use on other humans. I mean, I don't know. I like to go do target practice. I throw my guns in a backpack. So, I mean, I guess I guess that would be concealed carry, but or at least handguns in a backpack. Rifles, you just carry them open because they're too big. And I actually had a whole bunch of fancy rifle cases, but condens- I was getting condensation in them. Probably depends on where you live. Anyways... Putting the rifle, putting the rifle in a case was like making them rusty, so that didn't work either. Just basically, the rifle just has to be an open object. But so in Oregon, concealed carry is legal all across the state, but open carry, it's not um, like the. There's a few counties. A few counties have disallowed open carry, and I think it's basically the counties around Portland and the counties around Eugene. If you don't know, Eugene's the second largest city, or third. But where I live, like, open carry is totally legal. And I will say, you, you, you almost never see anyone open carrying. I went to, like, a... That was a Tough Trucks. A Tough Trucks is a... It's like a small-town version of... Um, it's a cross between, like, crash-up derby and stock car racing. In any case, I went to a Tough Trucks maybe seven years ago. And there was a guy, you know, just... He had a gun in a holster on his hip. And that's... I mean, I mean, in the last... 20 years, I think that's the only open carry I can think of seeing. And so I'll say, like, concealed carry doesn't bother me that much, but I do not like open carry. I don't like to see people with guns on their hips in crowds. 
And like, I'm, I'm not really too worried about the person with the gun on their hip. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure, like, as long as, long as I don't attack that person, although they must be, a, you know, I think I think they're highly likely to be a dumbass for open carrying. But anyways, as long as I don't attack that open carrying person, I'm gonna be fine. But it's just like guns are expensive. You know, it's probably a $500 gun. So it's it's like a $500 thing just sitting on some guy's hip, and you know, someone might try and take it from him basically someone might try and take it from him and then you got a real big problem you know or maybe a kid tries to do something stupid you can't trust kids they are stupid but so whatever i just don't like open carry now you know but now concealed carry basically i don't know like if i you know what i'm unaware of i'm not afraid of i think concealed carry is pretty pretty common you know like if you go if i go into a walmart in southern oregon Someone is concealed carrying, you know, in that in that store. But whatever, I'm not like looking around. Who's the guy? Who's the guy who's concealed carrying? I'm not looking around. I don't care. But so even with concealed carry, there's dumbasses out there, and it makes me think. For for a while there, I was working as an electrician. Did that for a number of years, and like electricians in Southern Oregon, I think a lot of them are whatever they they conceal carry their weapons and they got their weapon they got their guns on them at all times every day and i didn't realize i didn't realize that for a long time until i was talking to some you know i was talking to one guy you know and once i got to know him quite quite well you know we worked together for a long time he's a friend um he mentioned that he was a concealed concealed carry guy and this guy was like the most responsible gun owner he knew more about guns you know he 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 would forget more more about guns in one day that you'll ever than you'll ever know about guns in your whole life, and that was fine. He just mentioned that he was a concealed carry person, and that was it. And I was like, sweet. But working at that same company, there was another electrician that worked there. He was kind of a jackass, and I didn't know him for very long. And he's like, hey, you want to see something? And he just like, I don't know what it was. He pulled it out of his pants or whatever. He's like, this is my concealed carry gun. I'm like, no, whatever. I didn't say this to him. What do you say? You know, you're gonna like whatever. You're very calm around people with guns, I guess, or at least I am. But anyways, in my mind, I'm like, no, I don't want to see your gun, you dumbass. The point of concealed carry is you keep it concealed, and other people don't know you have it, and it's all good, not to be flashing it around. And the Supreme Court did another separation of church and state ruling. There was like a football coach in uh, the state of Washington, Bremerton, the city and I guess he would silently pray on the 50-yard line after each game. And then pretty soon, pretty soon, all the students would, like, gather around him. So after each game, him and all the students would do a prayer in the middle of the football field. And the school system said, uh, you can't be teaching religion to the kids. And so they fired him, or he quit, and started a lawsuit. In any case, uh, the Supreme Court... Sided, they went with his side. Now it's a little funky because, like, you know, should a teacher be able to say a prayer before they eat their lunch in the cafeteria? I mean, in my opinion, at least, absolutely. And so that was kind of this guy's excuse. He's like, hey, I'm just saying a silent prayer in the middle of the football field. I mean, you know, First Amendment should be fine. And so basically, that's what the Supreme Court said. They're like, yeah, this guy's just saying a silent prayer in the middle of the football field. That's fine. But in their ruling, they left out the fact that while he's saying his silent prayer in the middle of the football field, 
his entire team is doing it with him. I think, you know, based on kind of like previous rulings, like, you know, saying a, saying a silent prayer, that's fine. But you're not allowed to, like, make your students say a prayer, basically. And so, I don't really like this decision. Because they, 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 they left out the, the part that, like, if you're on a football team, you probably, you know, basically the coach has control over, over whether or not you play. You know, like, if you're a second-string quarterback and the coach doesn't like you, you're never going to get to play. And maybe this coach is a wonderful coach who just chooses people based on their talent to play in the game, but it just it leaves open the question, like, uh, you know, what, what if they're picking winners and losers on who gets to play based on whether or not they pray? And if that's right, and for some reason, you know, I think, you know, it's all, uh, I don't think, it wasn't white kids, but it's probably white and black kids, all Christian or didn't really care about it but you know if you had like a muslim kid on there or something they're like uh you know i can't be doing a silent prayer to your god then it's kind of like you're being mean to the muslim kid like you have to pray otherwise i'm not going to play you and so i guess that that's my criticism of it should teachers be able to do silent prayers hell yeah they should should people who are in charge of letting you play quarterback you know do silent prayers with the whole team uh, that's iffy, so I think I don't agree with this one. I mean, all you have to do is just switch it to Muslim. You know, like, if a Muslim coach is like, all right, y'all got to pray to Allah, otherwise I'm not going to play you, then obviously that would not be right. So what's not right for the gander is not right for the goose. Well, it's kind of interesting. I, I, they had a ruling, uh, I don't know, a few days before that that I talked about, and it was uh, in the state of Maine, if you live in a place that's so frickin' rural that there are no high schools, can the state um, pay for your kids to go to a religious school? And Maine said no, and the Supreme Court said yes. So basically, there's stuff going on right now about... You know, the point of this is... Will the government pay for kids to go to religious schools? Like, you know... If the teach, you know, if the math class says a prayer at the beginning of the math class and does no more religion, I think currently uh, the government will not pay for that. So now maybe the math class teacher can say a little prayer at the beginning of the class and then teach math. And so that's kind of things are being shifted in that direction. And we'll just have to wait and see what happens. And you know, I think a lot of religious schools are actually good schools, and they don't. I, mean, I don't know. I think like the, the you know our, there's some sort of a meme like Catholic school girls are like the most frisky. So I mean, you know, who who even knows what religious school does to people? But it might help black people. You know, if you're a black person, black family with a kid in school, and your neighborhood is terrible, um, you know, maybe you're like, hey, could you please help pay? You know, you, you the, the, the government could pay half, you could pay half, and you could send your black kid to the whatever the catholic school or whatever religious school they got and then they won't be in the totally terrible like gang ridden school so this might be really good for um now for black kids so i hope it is all right i just shaved my eyebrows i've noticed now that i'm 50 or whatever i am um my eyebrow hairs are just, they're getting out of control. And so, you know, I just take a buzz cutter and I just shave them all to one length. 
a short length works good and the buzz cutter that i use it's cordless it's the the brand name is george fine anyway it's just a made in china thing that got good reviews on amazon but i was thinking about it like i mean just i'm so happy with it and, you know i'm not happy with every purchase but that thing i freaking love like I, it's off grid like I don't, I don't have to i haven't had to charge it i've had it for like two years i've never had to charge it it's still at 84 percent and i use it for my hair not my not just my eyebrows and not my hair down there and i think it costs like 15 bucks i mean just a cordless buzz cutter with all the trimmings delivered to your door by amazon made in china it's just i mean american it got me thinking about american manufacturing like american manufacturing just could not beat this thing it just i mean i love it it's 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 uh it's powerful the battery lasts an enormously long time and you know in a couple of years it hasn't broken so that's basically all i ask out of some buzz cutters but so that was just that all of that horseshit was just so that i could mention something that america is the best at manufacturing and you dear listener can look for this if you if you want it's kind of fun but what america is good at making is plastic things made out of plastic like i'm, I'm looking around like i'm looking around where i'm my shop i got plastic trash cans i got plastic buckets i got a wheelbarrow with a plastic uh barrow i got plastic garden hoses i got a plastic um pull float it's a noodle i don't think pull floats in general are made in china but i, I bet that noodle is made in america all it is is water pipe insulation oh and i got plastic totes bunch of them and so when it comes to manufacturing right it's like how cheaply can you make it etc then the people want to buy it and so like what china can do china can they have cheap people the people the, the part of the the part of the product that involves people that's cheap in china but america has cheap oil like you don't hear about it much but america since i mean basically since oil was invented till someone was able to put a straw in the ground and suck up oil America has been almost the number one oil producer the entire freaking time. I mean, Russia was number one, I forget what, uh, 80s, 90s. I talked about it before. Um, Saudi Arabia was number one, um, 2010s. But when, like, Russia or Saudi Arabia is the number one oil producer, it doesn't mean that America went away. America was pumping oil like a mother grabber. And so, just for instance, like, a plastic trash can... It doesn't involve any people. You got some sort of factory that just takes in oil and turns it into plastic and then forms it in the shape of a trash can. And it's all done with machines and it just goes like bloop, 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 just trash can after trash can. And because that's the important thing there is the price of oil, not the price of people and their work, their labor. Uh, America's still good at that stuff. And so it's just an interesting fact, you know, so, so you dear listener can... If you care, you might, uh, you know, you might take a look at, you know, made in what country uh, on some plastic products around your house or just whatever. If you see a plastic product, look at where it was made. You might find it was made in the USA. And also, boy, I wish I had to, I don't have internet where I'm at, otherwise I'd look it up. But the whole thing about the country of manufacture, I think America invented that like back in the 1800s or something. And that's kind of interesting too. I guess what's really interesting about it is like, if something's made in China... It doesn't say made in China in Chinese on the product. It says made in China in English. That's because America invented that shit. Twitter handle, at Anti-Woke Podcast, and thanks for listening.